What's up, everybody? Welcome to the State of Wild, episode 107, a regular YouTube video web series podcast thingy. My name is Meowth, and as usual, I'm joined by my two good friends and co-host, Raffle and Corbett. Guys, we took a week off, but it's good to see you again. How are you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, we had a little bit slow news week last week, so uh, decided to take it off. I feel well-rested, and uh, we actually have some news this week, so uh, we can chat about that and uh, have a topic to, to go over. And... Um, some rather exciting new things coming. Yeah, very excited to talk with you guys today. Um, feeling good. There's more there's more coffee in my blood than blood. Um, so, you know, I had to get an early start today. But I'm uh, feeling good and ready to talk everything uh, with you guys. Yeah, I'm excited to see uh, the reactions that we have uh, to some of these cards. Um, so we had a balance patch come out literally yesterday. Um, so we've... Not had a ton of time uh, to play with things, but we're going to talk early impressions um, and kind of the fallout for a big balance patch to standard here. Um, and so let's go ahead and start with uh, first things first. There has been no changes to Big Priest or Quest Mage. Um, maybe dive into that a little bit, but we did get a big change uh, to another kind of wild terror. Uh, wild Art Guff uh, getting nerfed um, has been kind of busted for a very long time. Uh, ever since his release, uh, finally got touched uh, due to its power in standard. Uh, so he used to just every time he gained mana, whether it was off his battle cry or off his hero power, he used to give you a full mana crystal. Uh, it now gives you an empty mana crystal. Um, and so I'll just read out the uh, the dev comments here uh, as we move to the changes. So Ramp Druid is one of the most powerful and influ uh, flu influential decks in the game. This patch. Uh, so talking about standard. Guff was the clear power outlier for the deck, so a change to Guff was the highest confident change we could make. We still expect Guff to be a playable card with an important role in the strategies, but we hope that this change will make it feel like there's more of a cost to ramping than there was previously, and oh boy, is it felt. Um, I, it, Guff is so much worse than it used to be, which is saying something because he's still really powerful, which tells you how powerful he was prior to the nerf. Um, Still a good card, but I think uh, Martian was talking about how it kind of cost him, like the nerf itself was costing him four or five mana crystals over the course of a like mm. over the course of a game, which is very relevant, right? When you're talking about uh, the speed of the WoW format, so pretty huge nerf here to Guff. Uh, what are y'all's impressions and first takes or hot takes? Yeah, I played quite a bit of Reno Druid like immediately just to see. I, I wanted to know how Guff was. And uh, you definitely feel it on both ends, uh, both the hero power and the, um, the 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 battle cry is, is a big deal as well. Because like on six mana, you can't hero power anymore, so like that's negative two mana crystals. That like it it really starts to set you back. And there are situations where like an, on like six mana, it would be an auto play guff, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna play a spreading plague instead. And you know, the, so it, it does slow you down quite a bit. And um, like. There are a lot of times where I was just like, I I don't get the mana crystal this turn, so I might as well draw a card, which, like, still, drawing a card is very good, but I was leaning on the uh, the draw a, a lot more than I had in the past just because of, like, the way that the, the hero power lines up. For me, personally, uh, the hero power is a bit of a buff because I look a little less silly on stream when I forget to press the button when I have one mana floating, and um, so, like, that's that's the good news for me, personally. Uh, for everyone else that has like a functional brain, uh, it it hurts <laughs> like it, it, it's pretty hard. I think people are. Um, this is another one of those like we talked about this. Uh, what was the card last time? It, uh, this is another one of those like OG quest mage nerfs where or the alignment nerf, in fact, uh, 
where people look at it uh, kind of on face value and are like, this does nothing. Uh, then you start playing with the card and you're like, oh, this does do something. Uh, in the case of this versus Celestial Alignment, though, like, Guff is still a very strong card because he can still get to 20 mana and do rather silly things, like, in, in the late game. You still have Twig Sphere, you still have Bloops Gloop into a uh, Scale of Anixia and uh, Flipper Friends, so you, like, still have near-infinite mana anyway. So, like, I don't know, Druid still has a lot of broken cards in, in the format. It's good that Guff got hit, um, definitely, but, like, Druid is probably still going to be fine. Yeah, I haven't had the chance to play with Guff, so... I mean, I haven't really had the chance to play with much because, like me after saying, you know, patch was yesterday. <laughs> um, so this is going to be just sort of on paper what I expect about the changes. Uh, but yeah, the the Guff change, um, super important. Uh, you know, rather than just being able to mindlessly press the hero power button, unless you're Ruffle, apparently, uh, you know, you actually have to be able to think about weaving it in, um, which is good, I think. You know, like, rather than having this sort of infinite benefit and creating you know, a bit more tension uh, based on, you know, am I dying on board uh, or can I afford to ramp? And like Ruffle was saying, every single mana crystal that doesn't get ramped snowballs to the next turn, right? And makes it even harder to ramp the following turn and harder to ramp the following turn. So it, it is a very significant nerf, um, but I really like it. I think it's a lot smarter than just putting it to six because I think at six, it doesn't really change the play pattern at all. Um, and I think this is a much healthier play pattern for a hero card. So I am a big, big fan of this change. Um, while still thinking Guff is going to be one of the best cards in Druid anyway. So just good change. Very happy with this one. Yeah, I totally agree. I think Guff is still definitely one of the best cards in Druid. Um, it just makes the explosiveness of like a turn four, turn five, turn six Guff a lot lower uh which is good for the deck um it still has the insane like the uncapping of the mana crystals is a huge deal still right like you still get to twig sphere into 16 mana you still get to you know gloop and have twenty thousand mana the turn that you you're glooping and flipper frenzing and stuff like that so that's all still possible druid still gets to do the powerful things uh druid i think should still remain strong even with the guff nerf but the guff nerf is, is very good i think it's probably um <laughs> I think of all the changes that we'll talk about today, probably the one that I'm like, probably the most well executed. I think like still, still feels like a good card, strong card, but like actually hit it at the power level and brought it to a power level that I think it's acceptable. I mean, we say that, but like I just checked the HS re replay like class win rates, and Druid is at the very bottom. And like typically with this little turnaround, I think it covers uh 24 hours that like little metric, and it's not a perfect measure obviously but like druid was doing just fine and like the only thing that changed is is guffs like got hit pretty hard so like it it took a nosedive and i would expect people to be playing largely the same druid decks that they were before that were doing you know relatively fine unless everybody just like collectively dusted their guff and are not playing it but like i i doubt that's going to happen given the response to the, this nerf so maybe it this i i can't see it being that impactful though um like yes it hurts but it it can't drop the win rate that much so i i, I think th things will probably stabilize druid has been like kind of messy since uh the alignment nerf anyway because people are still jamming that and it's not good so i don't know all right well i i think time will change uh time will tell i think with the guff nerf um i also think like the the decks for non-reno and arena druids are still like super messy um and so I wonder, like, you know, if you're a high legend player out there, tweet out, tweet out your list, get people to net deck it in the new, the new patch, and maybe we'll see, um, kind of Druid's performance. But again, we we haven't had too much time to play with it. Um, 
I, I, my prediction, like Corbs, I think it, I think it'll still be a very good card, and I think Druid will still be fine. Um, I do think people are overreacting a little bit. Like he is obviously much worse than he used to be, but he was kind of by far and away the most busted card in Druid, and now he's like more in line, uh, which I think is a good thing. All right, and now a change that nobody could have seen coming. Very surprising change. I I don't know what they were thinking with this, uh, but Edwin Defias Kingpin uh, is going from a three mana three three. Uh, back to a four mana four four. Um, so I mean, this is just reversion. Just a little bit of sarcasm there. Uh, the dev comment here: There's been a lot of attention on Edwin ever since he was buffed in the last patch, and rightfully so, since his buff, he's been a one one of the most highly played and winningness cards in the game. Didn't know that was a word, by the way. Uh, which made him an obvious candidate for a high confidence adjustment to Rogue. Uh, when we made the initial buff, Rogue looked like it needed some help, but now that these lists have been more refined, we think Rogue will remain a player in the meta, even with meta back at four, or Edwin back at four. Uh, so again, Rogue in standard uh, was good. Edwin was good. Um, in wild, Edwin was good. <laughs> Whether you're playing like a pirate list, or I think a lot of people were kind of hopping onto the uh, the Miracle Rogue hype train. Um, I know, Corby, you were talking about weeks ago how it might be one of the best decks in the game. I, th- I know you kind of hopped back on that train a couple of days ago. You were you were still hyping up the Miracle Rogue. Um, I mean, I guess start with you. Do you think Miracle Rogue can survive an Edwin to four nerf or reversion? I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it'll be fine. Uh, again, if you if you did ask me like a couple weeks ago, I thought that it was going to be a significant hit, um, and it is. You know, like it it matters. But uh, kind of what I've figured out is that Rogue is just sort of broken. I think <laughs> well, not broken, but like Rogue, Rogue can do a lot of very very powerful things. I think with uh, with the support that it got from the recent expansion, with you know the serrated and uh, the the graveyard is kind of huge. Um, and so I think that Rogue will still be very dominant over a lot of the board-based matchups. That's kind of like where it can feel a little bit oppressive uh, when playing like Knolls, uh, in particular against things, uh, you know, just like pirate decks or like even um, even decks or what, whatever you're doing like that. And uh, yeah, I, I, like I just think the deck will be fine um, which isn't kind of what I expected because the Edwin nerf is such a huge deal for the card but the card will still be good you know, it just probably won't be, like, the best card in, in Rogue. Um, and, yeah, I think the deck will be fine. So, I, I think Miracle Rogue as a whole just has so much... It, it just has such... Uh, like, it has just a multitude of ways, right, of popping off. This isn't really standard where it is kind of a little bit more Edwin-centric. Uh, in Wild, just because we do have things like Passage um, and the OG Edwin, uh, this is kind of a little bit more leeway to win in more flexible ways and so i i think that the deck will probably be less affected than in standard but i don't know standard might be really good as well i, I don't know yeah this is obviously just a bit of an oopsie uh on their part when they uh buffed it to begin with um it was a you know pretty high quality card at four mana mm-hmm. as it stood um at a time like the one concern that i do have for this is that um you know sometimes it is actually a two mana nerf because if you want to shadow step it um you know you have to pay the one extra the first time and then the one extra the second time as well and that that hits pretty hard uh so some of those plays get uh you know slowed down a pretty significant amount uh, but like corb was saying when i when this first got buffed um i was playing an early version of the the miracle rogue myself and i was really just surprised at how infrequently this card was winning me games it was often the sandstone graveyards or, or the uh, the draka or whatever like whatever my win condition was it was like there were many of them is really what it felt like and so like a singular card isn't 
what was carrying it um you know you you can consistently hit it with the the shroud of concealment but like there's oh, i was struggling and getting frustrated with the uh the lack of uh shrouds that i was drawing so it's like you know it, i was still winning games though because you still have other ways to uh uh generate lots of stats so um yeah cards still probably good i mean that deck's definitely worse now but because one of its important cards did get hit but it's i, I wouldn't consider it dead necessarily it's you know it, it was quite strong and strong enough to get uh, one of us uh, a rank one uh, legend right so uh so i, I think that's gotta that's gotta say something that like that's not just gonna go away just because of a singular card necessarily yeah congrats on your rank one with miracle rick by the way corb i don't think we uh we love with that but everybody claps in the in the comments for that but um i agree with you i i think i will defer to corpse comments earlier about about the miracle rogue i think we're inclined to trust him a little bit at this point when it comes to miracle rogue um i also i wanted to say like i i I guess i've been one of the few that's been hyping it up in pirate rogue just because it's always performed good for me in pirate rogue uh or well for me in pirate rogue uh that being said it going back to four probably kind of kills it in that deck you don't really want to be running it in in pirate rogue uh, which means the only place it'll be seeing play in wild is probably that miracle deck but it does sound like it'll still be fine uh in that miracle rogue deck i think Honestly, though, it was probably a good thing that this got buffed because it got it on everybody's radar in Wild when it came to the, that, that deck on everybody's radar. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't care about what's going on in Standard. I know it was miserable for the past couple of weeks. Eh, who cares? Um, <laughs> all right, let's talk about Mage. Um, so Mage getting two cards nerfed here. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not like super well-in-tuned with Standard. Um, very surprised to see both of these hit. Uh, but, I mean, I'll, I guess we'll... we'll talk about it a little bit but first thing um magister dongrass hero powers this is the hero card uh the one where it dealt two damage and if it honorably killed it pumped the damage it used to pump the damage by two now it only pumps the damage by one when you honorably kill uh and then night cloak sanctum so this is the location card this was like the one skeleton card in wild that we were like yeah this is good enough to see play uh apparently that was too good for standard uh it has been nerfed from three durability to two so it is still a three mana location that freezes in someone's skeleton but you can only do it twice um and so just to read through some of the dev comments here so along with druid and rogue mage has been one of the most dominant classes since the last patch uh sanctum has been a clear outlier in the mid stages of the game and the scaling threat of dongrass hero power has been dominant in the end game these two standout cards are the most obvious targets for tuning down the deck's power level and should make the uh, class less frustrating to play against in the mid and late game um all right, so I will also say I don't think I've seen these cards a single time in Wild either. Uh, how do you guys think this is going to impact our format? Uh, I've been seeing Nightclub Sanctum pop up here and there. Like it, it was a good enough card that people were running it in a forty-card secret mage list. Like it, it, it was it, as printed, and we said this even before the, the expansion. This is probably too strong. Like right, like this is the ones. Like this is strong enough that you're running it even if you're not necessarily in a volatile skeleton type deck, right? Like, so that's indicative of a a card that's probably just too strong. You wouldn't run, like, you know, Abyssal Wave in every single Warlock deck, right? Like, that that would be silly. So you wouldn't expect that to, um, you know, work the same way with with something that's part of a larger, um, you know, core set set of cards. Um, With uh, Dawngrasp, I think this is a change a lot of people are eyeing simply because in standard the that was the card that won games of Hearthstone and like games were decided on how soon you drew that card, how uh, early you ramped it. And like, 
like kind of like with guff i think they wanted to get away from like single card win the game if you play it early type things and so i think this is a similar change to uh the the guff change to like tone down the power level of something so that yeah if you play it it's still probably pretty strong but like it's not single-handedly winning you the game so i don't know it doesn't really affect wild all that much but probably good changes for standard Oh, poor LPG mage, just taking L's left and right, every expansion. Um, yeah, I don't know, not really too important right now, but it, I mean, it, like, long term it does really hurt mage's stock, right? Like, these were two very powerful tools for any sort of Reno mage, um, like, not even memeing about it, and yeah, it kind of does hurt that those are taken away. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, otherwise, you know, you do see the location here and there, maybe in the 40 card secret mage type deck, but... Apart from that, not a lot of play right now. So, yeah. well, I mean, Magister Dungress has been uh, adjusted like three times now. I feel like, um, which is weird, right? Because yeah. of, of all cards, um, and then I guess four if you count the like wildfire change, where like it's staying active after you've changed hero powers. Man, Dungress has been through a roller coaster. Same, same with all mage fans. I feel like um, the past year or so. All right. Next up, we've got Defend the Dwarven District. Um, if this deck wasn't already dead, uh, it, it feels like it might officially be now. Um, Quest Hunter is a frustrating deck to play against and was poised to be a powerful meta contender after the changes to other classes. This change is both to address the deck's current state and anticipated relative power level after this patch. Uh, the first line of the quest also requires three spells now instead of two. God, Frick quest lines, man. I'm so happy if they never change any of these back. I'm, I'm, thank God. <laughs> yeah, the, this we, I think we just talked about this last episode where like, quest line hunter has been struggling for for a while and wild as it stands, and this this like, I would not want to be the opponent that I queued into running odd quest line hunter with a. Uh, 40 cards and the newly nerfed uh, Defend the Dwarven District, uh, like I did, it, it was embarrassing for them. <laughs> they, they were they were completing the quest so late, like, and I had like, I, I, I just had so many copies of Reno that they didn't stand a chance, and it, it was, like, they were already slow, and then to add insult to injury, like, I was just piling on all these Renos. The, the, the deck's not good. And then like already, I think that the the powerful card that you want to be running in Questline Hunter is uh, Furious Howl, and if you're an odd version, you're struggling to get like forty capable cards in your deck to begin with, and it's like you don't have Furious Howl, so you don't have refill. Even with Furious Howl, opponents have forty health a lot of the time. It's just not a good deck right now, and it got quite a bit worse. I'm with me out though. I don't think they need to like they can buff the deck by adding more damage spells. They don't need to set back to, to two in the future. I don't think there's a whole lot of nostalgia uh, for, you know, wild folks when this does rotate. Yeah, I uh, I don't know entirely if the deck is, like, dead-dead, because um, a lot of the time, like, uh, in wild, you end up sort of floating mana on the turn before completing the quest, so that way you can play one spell and then complete it and play at the same turn, right? That way you don't get dirty ratted or Theotard, well, Theotard's a bit of an issue regardless, but, you know, you don't get dirty ratted. Um, and so you can kind of often set it up where this probably doesn't matter at the final stage. But, uh, yeah, the early board control matters a lot. Like, this significantly hurts the aggro matchups. Um, 
I think that long term Quest Hunter could be revitalized, but funnily enough, the win condition is kind of just slow for the type of deck it is, right? Like, you don't get it online, they slowly burn people out from turn seven, eight, nine. It's not really it's not it's not really cutting it in the in the world of Renathal and like all these other fast combo decks. So I don't know. Um I, I doubt they'll have revert any of the quest lines though for what it's worth. Uh I think Demon Seed will probably be the only one that we see get changed uh on the rotation when they eventually unban it. Yeah. I mean we can talk about quest lines later down the line. I feel like that's a an mm-hmm. episode of of its own. But I mean I think like it has been said, it, it doesn't change current landscape of Wild, I feel like, with, with Quest Hunter nerf, because it was already seeing very mm-hmm. little play, and it wasn't very strong, it felt like, even when it was seeing play, um, and it's getting worse, <laughs> and so um, does it doesn't really feel like it's going to impact Wild super, super hard, um, but man, that's like three or four changes out of the Questline Hunter too. like, whew. Um United and Stormwind, okay. and, and these hero cards afterwards have just been, ooh, all right. Next up, speaking of cards that are dead now, let's talk about Kael'thas. Um, so they really just wanted to butcher this Bran, Kael'thas, Sire, Denathrius combo in Standard that pretty much every slow deck was running. Um, and so they have they wanted to just kill that. And so the, they felt the best solution was to add two more costs to the Bran-Kael'thas combo so they can't be played with 10 mana. So we preferred to change Kael'thas over Bran because Kael'thas is being primarily used for things like this combo. While Bran has other interesting use cases. Uh, so Kael'thas going from 6 mana to 8. Every third minute you play each turn cost 0. This is actually kind of relevant because I feel like there were the decks that were doing Bran, Kael'thas, Denathrius, and Wild too no longer get to do that. Right? Which is which is relevant. Did we, did we have many? I mean, I guess we had a couple. That I mean, sort of I, I think there were some I mean, druids. It's not like Reina, right. not like Reina Priest were playing it. Druid didn't really play it that okay. much because they could just ramp beyond 10 um so shaman. we had things like reno paladin yeah reno like paladin reno and shaman, paladin right? reno shaman like yeah. very fringy type things so i don't know i don't think it affects things again current landscape wise um like long term it does certainly hurt shaman i think quite a lot um uh is the most notable one but I don't know they just deleted this card. <laughs> like they, <laughs> it is kind of it is so funny how uh, you know Kael'thas was meant to be this huge mistake coming into the set, and it's like okay, what combo does it use? And like no one could ever actually answer the question about how it was going to break the format. And uh, it turns out this silly little brand Sai thing is standard is actually what did the damage. Well, it had like very little impact in Wild, um, and yeah, that just nuked it. Like it's that I don't know, it's dead. So. I had this whole bit lined up about how I was going to talk about what are you talking about, Corb? That you, as everyone predicted, this is completely broken the wild <laughs> format. It's literally unplayable thanks to Kael'thas, just as predicted. And you went and like you know, you, you just kind of pulled the rug out from under me. But yeah, like I I could see this getting reverted, like and it wouldn't be uh, the the same. They would. Kael'thas. I, I they know would they never won't. revert a card. Like I know. This, Ruffle a Kael'thas card like this. No way. I know. I know. <laughs> well, I, I'm talking crazy, right? Uh, like, yeah. this would be a much less gear re- reversion than the original Kael'thas, so I could definitely see it, because like you said, like, <laughs> this was not played in Wild. It did have, I will say, um, it had some cute interactions, not with just uh, Denathrius. The thing that I'll miss is, like, Bran um, Alexstrasza, or Bran uh, Kael'thas Dragon Queen Alexstrasza. 
and you can get those two extra zero cost minions, play those, and then get something else out for free. And that was something that was pretty cool. But that's not like format breaking. That's just like a strong turn nine play. Like the fact that it's coming out on turn nine, if Bran is your activator, like really means it's not going to be that like the thing that steals games in, in the wild format. It might give you a nice swing turn that your opponent then promptly clears or doesn't and loses. But like if you're in a position where you can make that play, you're probably ahead going into that turn anyway. So yeah, this is a this is a standard change. Um it makes sense. Because you can't change brand because like nostalgia. Uh I don't know how you change Sire Denathrius, to be honest with you. So, like, if you're looking to break up the, that combo, this is the card that you have to do it. And unfortunately, it gets nuked because, like, it needs to go to eight. It can't. Yeah. It can't just go to seven. So, like, what else are you going to do? Um, like, I would have been more upset if they changed Bran, if we're being honest. I would have probably been more upset. I like, I'm. I think Sire Denathrius is a fine card in, in Wild. So, like, I don't want them, them changing that. So, like, sure. Kill Kael'thas. I don't care. Yeah, yeah Sides and Athrus is also like the marquee legendary of the set, and so yeah. it was probably always a bit less likely. It's also really cut, like really hard cut to change in a, in a way that makes sense. Right, like, like what do you do? It's super difficult. Yeah, I've heard the suggestion of like putting it to end of turn as like a, a continuous thing, but it's like, okay, you can't OTK people with the brand combo, but then it's just like this perpetual threat that if you don't kill it, right. you immediately that die. So with, without the like brand kill thoughts, that's just a better card. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> like, 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 I don't know how you change it. Like, you can turn it down, I guess. But like, how do you even turn it down? Do you just put it down to like initially one life steal? But that doesn't matter in the late game matchups. So I don't know. It's very complicated. And again, they probably right. don't even want to hit it. And so I they mean, just they just killed it. They just you killed increase it. the damage by uh, 0.5 rounded down every oh, every infuse. 0.5. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a digital card game, Corb. They can make those types of changes. <laughs> um, <laughs> we can just balance it. We can balance the fraction. Uh, exactly. Depending on exactly how powerful it is. Yeah. Right. No, I, I think in Wild in particular, I think Denathrius is just like a card. <laughs> like it's a card that exists in greedy decks. That's fine. Yeah. Like, yeah. You should be, you should be interested in playing the Marquee Legendary of a new set in your like greedy Reno decks. If you ask me, I don't know, but that that seems fine to me. Yeah, I mean, kind of bringing it back to, like, the Shaman deck, right? That was, like, the one deck we kind of saw it in. Like, I was playing it in the Renathal, like, I don't want to call it Free Shaman anymore, so just, like, Shutterwalk Shaman, uh, like, the Control Shamans. But, like, the schooling with, with Kael'thas was, like, super sweet. Um, cheating out, like, Mutanuses and Denathruses and, like, early Shutterwalks, so I'm going to miss that. But, like, I completely understand that they needed to neuter this card. Um, I wonder if we, like, see it reverted back to six next year when we get the new core set and they like they're probably gonna mm -hmm. yeet brand out of the core set along with the other league explorer cards and so then i wonder if kael'thas comes back to six at that point um but yeah i mean i agree with everything you guys said like i wouldn't have wanted a brand change and i don't didn't i couldn't figure out a denathrius change that would have been good so like obviously it had to be kael'thas i also don't think we've seen a card like war songed this hard in a yeah. very long time which was very I surprising was just thinking yeah. yeah, I was just thinking about that. I was like, God, the Elusia nerf was really bad. But yeah. that was like a total rework. But there's not that many that we get that are just deleting like this. Is Elusia yeah, I mean, like the last one that was it, as bad, you think? Probably. Like, I, I, was trying to, I was trying to think of anything else. And um, like, we don't really get two mana nerfs very often at all. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we get it like with Flesh Giant, we got like the incremental nerf. But even at 10, the card was still like playable. So yeah. I, I don't know. Interesting to see what happens to Kalos kind of long term. This had to happen. A little sad to see it happen, I think, 
from a wow perspective but for standard i think it absolutely had to um so then another card that apparently needed to happen for standard uh smothering starfish going from three mana to mm-hmm. four uh so smothering starfish was living up to its name a bit too much the goal for this card was it was for it to be a strong tech card but the cost to include in your deck was low enough that it was acting more like a staple than a tech card while responding to specific meta forces, Starfish was also unintentionally snuffing out a variety of underrepresented decks. So we think this adjustment will still allow Starfish to be used as a powerful tech option, but make it less generally ubiquitous. Uh, so, like, I think the comment specifically that they had that it was like smothering Paladin in, in like a Rage Warrior decks, um, and so that was an unintentional use of the name. I'm sorry, uh, but smothering Starfish going from three to four. So I've seen a couple of people call this a buff. Um, because now you get to play it in Even Warlock instead of having to use uh, Showstopper, the two mana three two uh, Death Rattle silence all your minions, um, and so you get to run this in Even Warlocks now. Uh, and I don't know anywhere else that it was seeing play. So I guess do you guys want to call this a buff, or, or what do you guys think about this? No, I, I mean it was seeing play in um, in Pirate Rogue. Um, Shouldn't be seeing play in Pirate Rogue. I I agree with that, uh, but like people kept arguing me with me over it so like i just i gave up on carrying uh because if they want to make their uh pirate rogue deck worse i'm i'm fine with that uh now they can make it really worse because this card is uh quite a bit worse in, in that uh style of deck now i think that like the i i'm i'm right there with uh, the next uh sanctum change like this card should have never been three mana if you look at the history of like silence in hearthstone like and while we're at it, Shard of the Naru shouldn't be one mana and tradable, but like the, the mass silence like this shouldn't be that efficient. And um, like when you're paying, you know, premium mana cost for like neutral single target silences in the past, like compare this card to like, you know, Spellbreaker, the uh, the tradable one, and even Owl, like it's outrageous how much you're underpaying for this card or were underpaying for this card. So uh, I'm fine with the change, even if it's. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, maybe it'll see play in even Warlock. I'm fine with that as well. It's still four mana. That's a pretty big commitment for even Warlock, uh, especially when free shaman is less prevalent. Like, what do you, what are you silencing taunts? I guess that helps, but like, um, then you can't really play this on the same turn as Battlemaster because why is the game at turn ten if you're even Warlock? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't care. The this card. Maybe you could you give it a stat or something. I don't. I, I really don't care. Like I, I just think that it shouldn't have been uh, at three mana to begin with. Like you can't, uh, you can't simultaneously complain about like you know perpetual power creep and then like lament the death of a blatant, blatant power creep card like this. You know, like this this card was busted and shouldn't have been printed as a as a three mana card. I think this is still probably too strong compared to other silence effects. But like, sure. I, I, it's it, it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, whether it goes in even warlock, um, I kind of think I guess I guess it might be better than showstopper, but it's probably very close. So it's like oh, whatever. Um, I mean, it, it is it is a huge buff to pirate rogue because people will be forced to put it out of their deck, right, guys? They're not going to actually continue to play this. Sure, right, right, right guys. I, yeah. You don't know how adamant my Twitch chat was about how good of a card it is in that deck because of that <laughs> one time it got them lethal. Oh, I forgot about that one time. Oh my right. god, I totally, oh, I totally missed that. Yeah. Uh, Never mind all my opponents getting two attack swordfishes. Uh, because 
because <laughs> they're running two copies of this bad boy at the bottom of their deck. <laughs> Uh, yeah. It actually reminds me a lot of the bad, like, Albatross nerf. That might be a weird comparison, but just as, like, this three-mana neutral that, uh, was sort of this, like, way overly ubiquitous, um, and just kind of getting splashed in random decks. Uh, and they were just like, yeah, this is kind of oppressing some fringe archetypes and things like that. Last time it was, I think it was, like, I can't even remember exactly what Al Albatross was doing. I was, like, pure power and some Reno decks at the time. Um, and they just bumped it and just kind of deleted it. And, I mean, that's kind of probably what's going to happen a little bit in standard like i don't know if this will see a ton of play but hopefully it does give Wari and paladin a little bit more breathing room but that's it i don't think i don't think starfish was the big thing holding those decks back but i'm happy to be wrong yeah uh we'll get into that in, uh, once we get to a couple of these other changes um side tangent you brought up reno decks has there ever has there been a reno deck that's been good this year in standard like they brought back reno to the core set no no <laughs> no yeah, well i mean me out the you gotta, yeah, gotta wait one expansion, maybe. I, I oh, think that might be spoilers. What's okay. happening? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll see. I mean, they didn't just throw those cards into the mini set for no re or into the core set for no reason, right? Like, mm, just exactly. I mean, here, sure. yeah. I don't know, but Brand's been doing <laughs> a lot of work, I guess. Yeah, Brand's been kind of everywhere. I feel like. All right. Um. So those are the the nerfs. So what is that? Six nerfs, I think. Guff, Rogue, Two Mage, Hunter, and uh, Smothering Starfish. Um, in addition to those six nerfs, uh, we did get two buffs. Um, so they're kind of dialing back some of the changes to School Teacher. Uh, so this used to be a format of 5-4 that gave you a Noggling that you taught a spell to that would cast. Um, and it was kind of like the new Azur Drake where it was in like every deck uh, last expansion. And so they, they nerfed it and they're kind of dialing back some of those nerfs. Uh, it is coming back to a 4-4 for four mana instead of a 5-4. Um, and so the dev comment here, when we initially changed School Teacher, it was the most played card in the game. We're partially reverting the balance change in order to make it the card feel a little bit better to include in decks, while still acknowledging that its power level at launch was a bit higher than we would have liked it to be. Um, School Teacher back to 4-4. Don't know if this is going to make its way into any wild decks. Probably not. Um, may maybe the, the Reno Shaman decks. But... Mm. I, it was like barely playable as a 5-4 like it was looking okay in certain decks certain classes again th this comes up a lot but when you're talking about uh, the wild format and discovering from a card pool the spell pool in this case even if it is narrowed down to three or less uh, in certain classes that's still a broad pool to choose from and you're going to get some real big whiffs like I don't think you'd really want to be playing this in priest all that much like there's some pretty bad uh low cost spells same thing with mage like there are a lot of very specific things like elemental evocation and like those types of, if you just brick completely which is very possible um you just end up with a five mana five five split over two bodies so uh you know over time that's only going to become more possible more probable potentially even like that you're not going to be able to isolate specific cards that you want so i could see this card getting worse over time it may be like at a point where it's still a playable card in certain classes right now uh but like over time it's probably not going to be the case it, it like as a four three it was real bad though <laughs> so like the uh, four to four to three in terms of the health is like the, the health was probably more important and like that's a pretty big break point but i don't know if this makes it like a 
I don't know, a, a card that we'll see too much of it in Wild even after the buff. I can maybe see it in Demon Hunter at some point, just because of the predation. Um, and like, but that, that, and then Demon Hunter also tends to have like pretty high quality spells, but uh, and fewer. Yeah. Huh. Oh, and, and fewer. fewer. Yeah. 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 Um, but I mean, Demon Hunter, wild, yeah. lol. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, one last change here uh, to Alliance Banana Man. Um, so it's going back to a two-two. Uh, so they reverted the buff that they or reverted the nerf that they gave him uh, a long time ago. And so some dev comments here and then a, a follow-up tweet or two from Aleko uh, that I just want to read through. Uh, so when we buff cards in underperforming classes, we rarely do it with a goal of immediately shooting the class to a 50-plus percent win rate. Uh, our goal is to make the game more fun, something we can accomplish by bringing up the class to a level where we feel, or where players feel like there's something worth exploring. So with a focus on high-confidence changes in this patch, uh, the change we were most confident that we could give Paladin was something we've seen before, a reversion to a previous balance change. Uh, and so I'll let go on Twitter uh, later that day, uh, or I guess later yesterday, um, went on to kind of further talk about the Banana Man buff. Uh, and so I think a lot of players incorrectly interpret buffs we make to a class as a signal that we think the buff will fix all of the class's problems. Uh, like we mentioned in the patch notes, that wasn't the goal with this buff. Uh, Paladin has some issues right now that we don't think buffs alone can fix. They likely need new cards. The Bannerman buff is a high confidence change we can make to make the class, uh, which we will believe uh, to the class, which we will believe will make the game more fun. So we did it. There's not much more to it uh, than that. And so they're not really predicting that this is going to have a big impact. I think in standard. Uh, so let's just kind of talk about kind of the the ripple effects in wild. Um, a lot of people are kind of sad to see this change because you can no longer draw it off a of Saulhead's Pride, uh, which is like an interaction that came up the, when it was nerfed previously because this was during like uh, hand buff paladin kind of times heyday um, where you play Saul Head's Pride, which is a 3 mana 3 1 uh, with Death Rattle draw 2 1 health minions from your deck, and so you could draw Banana Man uh, from that. That's not a synergy that's seeing any play right now because hand buff paladin and Libram paladin and things like that just don't exist. <laughs> and so this is not really a nerf to banana uh, to banana man guys this is this is a buff uh, it's going back to a 2-2 two -two. Uh, as a 2-2 two -two, um, I think it's still seeing play in Reno Paladin as a 2-1 and so probably this is a buff to stuff like Reno Paladin um, though I guess my inclination is that it's not going to actually move the 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 needle on Paladin any in, in wild but it is nice to have it back I don't know that it went anywhere. Like the you weren't playing the card for the body. Um sometimes it became relevant. This isn't like if you compare this to the the demon hunter 2-2 that got nerfed to a 2-1, like it, it's night and day. Like um the whatever the uh the, the guy that summons the tokens, yeah, the vanguard. Um like it, it's night and day. You're playing this to for the the battle cry. Uh so yeah, like the the stat line matters and like yeah, it is a it was a nerf and now it is a buff because like it could trade value trade over one twos or two or uh, or one ones but like again you're playing this for the the future turns and the the value you get off that and most importantly the card draw i think this card like kind of does too much uh, as it is it has too many too much text too many numbers on it as a three mana two two but i don't think it's going like i don't I, again i don't care like it's still like you you still played in the same deck that you were playing it before you probably just played in like nearly every paladin deck at this point uh other than other than odd paladin 
I don't think it's going to change a whole lot in terms of like the stat line because I don't think it has a high enough play rate to really matter. Um, it, it, it was a good card before the nerf. It was a good card after the nerf. It's a good card after the buff. Like it, it, It's just a good card. It does good things. It has a lot of text on it. And uh, it gives your whole hand plus one, plus one while drawing a card. That's nuts. Uh, I'm kind of laughing because I think Ruffle summarized my thoughts perfectly. I don't care. I <laughs> <Yeah>. don't care. <laughs> like, you just... It's whatever. I, I feel like people too often get like caught up in the weeds of, of stuff like like this. Like that that one, one stat can matter a whole lot. Like it, it mattered for the, the Vanguard. It just does not matter for this card. That's like... That, that is not the reason you're playing it. Like in, in the same way that like... When I was talking about the the smothering starfish, sure, give it a stat. I don't care. Like that's not why you're playing the card. Like it, it, I don't it, like you're. I, I don't know. Fixated on the wrong part of it. Like the, the the thing that makes this card strong and playable is its battle cry text. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Uh, it's gonna feel a lot better to play as a two two and not have it die to patches or fully fighter battle cries and things like that. But like you said, the stats aren't the reason you're playing this card. Uh, and therefore, a change to the stats is not gonna change the needle for paladin uh, all that much. All right, so now let's uh let's kind of transition. So we had six buffs or six nerfs, two buffs. Uh, let's kind of talk about the cards that uh, didn't get changed. Um, and let's start with uh, with Theatar because that was the one that people were climbing for in standard. Um, and so Aleko uh, talked a little bit about this in uh, on Twitter. Um, I really wish they would just do this in the patch notes. By the way, uh, just kind of a side mm -hmm. note: uh, these cards that they didn't touch or formats that they didn't touch. Uh, they would just talk about it in the patch notes so we don't have to go tw uh, hunting on Twitter. Um, but basically, Aleko says, I'm getting a lot of questions about Theotar. Happy to add a little bit of context as to why we didn't change him this patch. We definitely talked about him, but decided against changes for a few reasons. The biggest reasons that our focus uh, this patch was on high confidence changes. We weren't high confidence in what the meta would look like if we changed Theo, especially with all the other changes that we were doing. We really, went, we really wanted this patch to improve things and weren't looking to take big risk so we decided it was better to wait and see how things landed we're also hitting a number of cards this patch uh guff don grasps and the kale brand and athreus combo the theater was primarily being played to counter uh there's a chance that he goes down in win rate and play rate naturally and if he doesn't he'll definitely be a card we discuss again next patch window uh so i guess kind of two questions that i want to open up to you guys uh kind of uh what are your thoughts on theater in wild because i know people have some controversial you know feelings about theatar in our format um and then were you surprised that he didn't get touched happy that he didn't get touched stuff like that uh yeah i think like most people i was pretty surprised especially since they kind of like alluded to a lot of like neutral uh high play rate cards and like theatar definitely fit the bill so i definitely understand why people were uh, anticipating a Theotar nerf. I personally was. Um, and like I said, I was a little bit surprised that it didn't get hit. Um, I, I'm a bit of a Theotar apologist myself. Like, I feel like we just came out of uh, a metagame where a lot of damage from hand, a lot of, like, hard-to-disrupt combos were happening. Things like Quest Mage exist. Um, still exist. Um, things like Pillager Rogue were are always, like, kind of on the back of people's minds. And uh, Theotar doesn't single-handedly beat some of those decks, in particular Quest Mage, but, like, it's disruptive enough to, like, actually slow them down a little bit, and I think that's what you want out of a uh, a card like Theotar. I think the problem with Theotar is um, when you're, like, a, a single-card win condition or close to it, which they printed a single-card win condition in Sire Denathrius this set, so, like, I think that's where a lot of the, the 
the interaction between Denathrius and uh, Theotar in particular, I think, is what has a lot of people upset about him because, like, it feels bad to build up this big win condition on a singular card and then just have it taken from you. And not only taken from you, but given to the opponent who then plays it and wins with it. So, like, I, I, I don't know that we would have the same, uh, like, hatred of Theotar, uh, in particular in Standard, if uh, he weren't released in the same set as Denathrius because of, like, the effort involved in ramping up your Denathrius, and then to just have that taken away from you feels uh, pretty bad. I like the the disgusting, greedy, uh, you know, Reno meta, mini metagame that we kind of have going on right now. <laughs> so, like I said, I'm a, I'm a bit of a Theotar apologist because I think that it, like, it helps. It's part of what's keeping those decks relevant and it gives them another disruption tool. Um, you know, that said, I could have easily seen this going to, like, five or six mana and still like with it maybe a, a stat line adjustment i think the like the speed at which he's able to come out and the fact that you can just like hey maybe i'll play this in an aggro deck um probably is indicative of a, a bit of a problem um like i was just running it in even shaman that you probably shouldn't be running a card like theotar or you sh probably shouldn't be so heavily rewarded I guess we're running a card like Theotar in a deck like Even Shaman, I, I think is my concern. So I could see this getting bumped up, uh, y you know, a, a mana or two in the future just to slow down uh, some of the disruption and not allow you to, not necessarily slow it down, but also not allow you to do other things the, the turn that you're playing in. In particular, like a brand could be, you know, a, a consideration as well. So, um, yeah, we'll probably see a Theotar change at, at some point, right? Like, people don't like this card. People are going to clamor for it. And people are probably going to still keep playing it, even with the, the changes that we saw. Yeah, the uh, the overwhelming theme of these changes, and the, the word is kind of, like, scattered throughout, whether we're talking about the Edwin change comments or the Paladin comments, it's all just, uh, like, high confidence. Right, like that—that's what we're talking about when all these patch notes happen, and it's basically just because the expansion launch at standard really sucked. <laughs> well, okay, sucked. Uh, saying the launch sucked is maybe a little bit harsh, but the the expansion was going all right, and then they made some preemptive changes because they have a very tight window. They screwed it up, like by doing the Edwin change and by nerfing Snowfall and leaving everything else go to absolute hell, um, and they just couldn't screwed up again right they had to make like very safe changes they felt like had very clear results like they turned down the most powerful cards by small amounts um sort of identified cards that people have been complaining about for a while and theater is definitely one of the more volatile cards because it sees play everywhere in standard um it sees play in half the decks and so it's like if we nerf this and it's a harsh nerf like what the hell happens and i just don't think they knew um, and I think that's totally fair to say, like, look, we just want to play this safe. It, it makes a lot of sense as to why they want to nail this hit before heading into the mini set. So I think that's just the first thing, like, to get out the context of why they didn't nerf Theater in the first place. Um, as for, like, my feelings on Theater, Theater, I think, is one of the cards that I feel maybe the most conflicted about. Like, I, I have a lot of complicated feelings on Theater. Um, probably more so than any other card that I've ever seen in Hearthstone, or, or close to it where <laughs> it's just so interesting, right? Because that domino effect that we're talking about of, like, what happens if you nerf it, what opens up on the floodgates. Um, and the thing is, there is so much uncertainty, and it's like, is Theotar being a net positive? Is it a net negative? Is the games where you play Theotar on four, and you steal the opponent's Theotar, and then you play it again, you steal the opponent's hero card? Um, 
are those like worthwhile are they fun like is it good that there's that level of disruption um is it a good thing that the card is so damaging against solitaire decks you know things like pillager rogue um and can just completely solo those types of decks at the same time uh, like if you nerf it and it's unplayable or, or you nerf it too harshly um you know does the meta become better even though it's supported by this very toxic card that can single-handedly just win games based on what three cards you're offered and which cards get swapped um, I don't know. I, like, my <laughs> my general feeling is that in standard, it's probably a negative, and they probably need to hit it, and they will. In wild, I'm kind of on the 50-50. Maybe it's a slight positive, in my opinion, right now. But regardless, I think they are going to nerf Theatar um, within the next two patches. I think um, I think they just really want to nail this one, but they'll probably get the card. And I think a 5-mana nerf is appropriate, like, putting it to 5, because... Uh, five mana is good, I think, for Theatar because it means that the, the Theatar player has a lot more cost of a tempo loss on that turn, and it also gives the other player more time to sort of, like, draw into more cards or set up and play their stuff that they want to dump and not get Theatard. It just gives a little bit more breathing room. Um, it makes it a little bit tougher for Theatar to see, you know, just get slapped down on four and it's always good, or, or it's good a lot of the time. So I think it'll go to five within, like, a couple patches, but yeah, very... I don't know, very complicated feelings, and I understand why there's so much discourse around this card um, in general. Yeah, I, I think you articulated my feelings, like, super well, where, like, I feel like a little bit of a hypocrite, because, like, for years now, I'm just like, I want more disruption in Wild, right, to help combat the Solitaire decks, and Theotar is that, right? A lot of people like Theotar because it helps them beat stuff like the Quest Mage and the Pillager Rogues and the, and the Mecha thing, like, the decks that are very unfun to lose to, this gives you a very strong tool against those, and so I think a lot of people really love having a card like that. But I think the way that it is doing it is a very toxic and unfun way. I think it's a very similar reaction. I, it, I think it's less on the level of like pre-change Elusia, but it, it functions in a very similar way, right? Like it's a way to disrupt combo decks and, and these unfun solitaire decks, but in a very toxic way. Um, and I, I think the part to me that is like even less fun to me uh is like so every deck is running theatar and then you run into these control decks where you're running a ton of disruption and it very much becomes very much like a um i always think back to like their uh the renal lock mirrors that used to happen right where it really just came down to what did you hit with your dirty rat right and what did you hit with your gnome Feratu? And, like, that was just, like, the coin flip that won games in Control Mirrors much more than a lot of this decision-making that came down. And, like, it, it's why I really don't like the, the Priest deck <laughs> that, that's kind of running around. Like, I know a lot of people do, and I'm glad that there's, like, a Control... or I'm, First of all, I'm glad that Arena Priest is back. Like, it's been a while. But, like, the deck that... It's, it's literally built on, okay, I win the game because I have my disruption, and then I steal all of your disruption and use it against you again. Sort of thing. And, like... This is where I feel like a hypocrite, right? Because I, I want cards like this to exist, but the way that Theotard does it feels really freaking bad. Um, because I, I think the part that feels really bad is, I think, Raffle, you talked about this, where you like you watch the opponent take your good cards and then use them against you. Um, and so, like, I don't know if Theotard, instead of maybe a mana cost, like, shuffling it into your deck or, like, to slow them down, or, like, I don't know if discarding it is better or worse. Um but like it, it's it's a very volatile card. Even for me personally, I still can't make up my mind on whether I like it or not. Um, like I love it when I play it, and then when it's played against me, it, it feels really bad. <laughs> and so, yeah. 
Yeah. No, I think that's exactly it. The conflict is who's playing the card. <laughs> exactly. Like the, the reason yeah. you have both positive and negative feelings is because it feels it's very polarizing in the in how it, the, in as a card. Like if you play it and you steal your opponent's Denathrius and then like jam it next turn, you, that feels great. I love doing that. When that happens to me, I want to quit the game of Hearthstone. <laughs> like so, it's like <laughs> yeah, it, it's like it's uh it's completely understandable but like disruption is always going to be super polarizing and um that doesn't i don't know going back to what corb said i don't like right now i feel like that disruption is you know maybe making wild a better place because it, it helps uh interrupt those uh the solitaire type decks and like even in standard like people were just complaining about like too much from hand damage and too much like uninteractive uh combos like Theatar is keeping those at bay. So, like, be careful what you wish for, I guess, is is what I would say for everybody that, like, hates Theatar. Because, yeah, like what Corb said, this goes back to the, the high confidence changes. We don't know what the implications or the, like, downstream effect of, like, nerfing Theatar and pulling him out of a lot of decks would be. And um, that could make things worse because, like, I would argue that the previous metagame was worse than this one. Uh, Questline's med like, metagame was certainly worse than this one, so I don't really want to go back to that type of thing. And, um, you know, Theotar is a is a part of what's making the current metagame what it is. No, I, I will walk it back a little bit. Like, I agree with you. I think the meta is in a much better spot with Theotar in it, like, currently. Like, I think this meta, much more enjoyable personally, and I think just much more like balanced and archetypes and things like that as well um somebody said this and i believe it was i don't remember who it was but I, i'm not going to do them justice with like how i'm paraphrasing it but they were like so theater is doing a very good job at bandaging some of the really problematic decks in wild right like it's really good against stuff like the quest mage and the pillagers and things like that however <laughs> we hopefully in an ideal world would it need the band-aid right like in an ideal world they would touch those decks and then we wouldn't need theatar to kind of be the savior of wild and but because those decks exist we kind of need theatar and then there's all these downstream ripple effects of theatar being run in every deck right um and so it's like it like we're saying it's it's conflicting to me like i i'm happy that theatar exists because i don't have to see quest mage and pillager rogue when my opponents play four theatars against me because they've zoled it and they have an Elise and they've used Bran and then they steal my Theotar. Like, those are the games that I'm just going to close Hearthstone for the day. But I think just ultimately big picture, it's probably good for the format. I, I think the Theotar Renathal inclusions have been great for kind of just the, the general wild player base. Um, like, has made the format much more enjoyable for the more, like, the more general fan uh, of wild. Probably loves this expansion because of those two cards. Yeah, they're both very polarizing cards too, though. Exactly. Um, so, like, you know, a lot of people have very negative, strong feelings about both of them, un understandably so. Um, I think that, um, you know, <laughs> I think the the important thing and what helps me get past those really frustrating games where my theater or where my opponent plays a theater or six is that like. The, the metagame isn't just the, the last game of Hearthstone that I played, and it's, like, really easy to forget that. Um, it, that it's also not the last game that you just played. Like, there there are broader... like the, 
it's a wide, wide net or wide data set of uh, games happening at, uh, at at any given point. And like for every time that Theotar is, you know, winning an Ultra Greed game, he's giving that Ultra Greed deck a chance against some of those, uh, you know, very solitaire-esque combo decks. So it's it, it's hard to like, I don't know, go with that line of thought after it just happened to you. But like, that's the reality of the situation yeah. from from my perspective. Yeah, it, it's very much uh, do the ends justify the means. Like that, that that's the thing, right? Like it's it's potentially curbing this very toxic environment by doing something toxic itself. But maybe that's okay. Um, and, and like I will emphasize as well, like the uh, theater and standard is very different than theater and wild. It sees like playing about thirty to thirty five percent of wild decks. That's a lot. So he's playing half the standard decks, like literally half. So, you know, we're, we're talking about like a 50% jump there. Um, and also wild decks are, are, you know, naturally a bit more resilient to theater because they have to be resilient to things like Dirty Rat in general. Um, so like the, those types of combo decks on average have a few more win conditions. Um, you know, like in standard, right? You're playing against a Druid, you steal the Denathrius. The, the game kind of ends probably a lot of the time. Um, in, in wild, they steal the, the Denathrius. You could still, like, Bran Alex them. You know, you could still do a whole bunch of other dumb druid things. And, like, this is sort of this natural sort of uh, way to combat that. So, yeah, I, I think I think it's a lot better in uh, in Wild in general. But I don't know. My, my feelings are still so complicated on this card. Like, I, I think the important thing as well for people to realize is that if Theotar didn't exist, Reno Priest, Reno Druid, um, Curse Warlock... Uh, a lot of these decks would not exist probably either. Like Arena Priest in particular, I think, would just be gone. So even with the addition of Renathal. Um and so I think that Theotar is helping aid this really, really diverse environment in Wild right now. If you want to play Reno, greed, you can. If you want to play combo, you can. If you want to play aggro and whatever you can. Um and I think this is the most diverse and kind of all over the place that Wild has been since I don't know, years. Like since the last time Reno Lord Warlock was good in like two thousand twenty. Uh <laughs> so I think Theotar in general is kind of helping out wild a lot but i still expect it'll get changed because again probably far too damaging card and standard so yeah yeah the like i said the the inclusion of the guitar renathal i think has been great for the wild format uh just kind of general um uh, when was the last time that we had like this many kind of like viable archetypes and decks in wild it, it's felt like it's it's been a minute well i mean reno decks reno right. decks specifically it's yeah. sort of been on the back burner for a long time I feel like uh, I mentioned this before, but I feel like Reno decks are a good barometer for like the wild format and mm -hmm. like how, the broader player base's enjoyment of it. And I think the last time we maybe saw something like this was uh, Forged in the Barrens with the two four um, watch post. So like, yeah, it's it, it's been a bit like it's a pre questline for sure. Questlines kind of uh, push these types of decks out. All right, so we'll we'll see uh, if the meta continues to be like this uh, post changes. Kind of the big one to keep an eye on is what is the impact of, of that guff nerf, I think, um, and kind of the, the ripple effects uh, of that one. Um, all right, one last thing I want to cover uh, on today's episode is so we talked about Theotar that wasn't touched. Um, a lot of people are going to be talking about maybe uh, another archetype or two that haven't been touched, uh, specifically Big Priest and, and or Quest Mage. Um, so first of all. Uh, another shameless plug here. Uh, Corb made a made a video covering this exact topic. Uh, probably a lot more in depth than we're going to talk about today. We'll link it down in the comments and description. Make sure you guys go watch that and support Corb. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that being said, <laughs> Corb, do you kind of want to lead the discussion here uh, about why they didn't touch Big Priest uh, or Cross Mage? Oh, sure. Uh, I mean, with Big Priest, um, I mean, the thing is, uh, whenever we talk about like wild specific changes, and I, again, kind of like verbatim talk about this in the vid um, that I did, but they they want to hit on stuff for wild if there's a huge population, if it's like overpowered, or if there's disgusting play pattern, you know, it happens consistently, um, and and or is a long term problem. Um, and this kind of goes through if you like if you look at you know like the darklet changes or you know the big rogue big shaman it's kind of usually always hitting on these kind of things at least two out of three uh and yeah big priest uh is popular at diamond but it's not overwhelmingly popular it's like 13 percent. that's a bit but it's not like you know usually up when we're getting up to 20 and stuff that's like a really high population um and that kind of falls off a bit more lower ranks the high roll that it has with illuminate doesn't happen that often it happens maybe one in ten slightly less of big priest games which is very frustrating when it happens but it's not like this consistently you know, over and over type thing that's happening. Um, and then the deck itself, while good at like X10 MMR and stuff, it is never powered and then it falls off dramatically at Legend. So I think Big Priest is kind of like in the conversation on all three of these points in some way, but it's probably just not hitting the threshold that they need uh, to warrant making a wild change. It's also probably like less popular and powerful than it was last patch. And so like they they they, they did talk about like Neptulon and Illuminate last uh, last patch. Like Aleko I think talked on Twitter about that. But if they didn't do it then, then we weren't probably going to get it this time either. So I, I get the frustration with Big Priest. Like I don't think it's very fun. Like I'd probably change it if I had my had my way. But I just don't think it's something that they're interesting and interested in doing because it doesn't fit their kind of very very high standards. Um, no pun intended, they do for wild changes. So, yeah, I don't know. I never expected them to do this. And then, as for Quest Mage, Quest Mage is mostly just, like, not a population concern. And so, if it's not popular, they're probably just never going to touch it in wild anyway. So, like, yeah, that's the big thing about Quest Mage. Yeah, I, I think that the two biggest uh, parameters for what gets nerfed tend to be um, play pattern and population. Um, I think Big Priest is definitely pushing... The population a lot more both are probably about equal in terms of uh play pattern and honestly probably about equal in terms of strength which is maybe like holding back some of their their um their population especially in the form of quest mage because big priest is going to be big priesting no matter what um i think some of the uh, some of the issues that people have with it are in part based on what we just talked about right people are playing greedy arena uh Renathal decks um they kind of get farmed by big priests so like if they're if they're playing those decks and you know i've been guilty of this as well it just feels so helpless when they even if they get it on like turn four or five the the neptron coming down if you're not clearing that or even if you do like um you know that you're you're not winning that game of hearthstone if they not even necessarily if they high roll so like i think it uh, in part is the the decks that people are playing or the way that the metagame has shaped out has kind of opened up at least a bit of a window for big priest wars in the past like some of those from hand combo decks that are now being stifled by theotar are not able to do so as effectively so big priest has a little bit more rain people aren't playing hyper aggro because people have 40 health in in renathal and so like there's there's an opening for big priest is really what it comes down to it's not it's not a top tier like superpower but like it has that opening against some of those decks that are performing well and so is probably like 
you know, at a higher population than it used to be when it was just like an absolute dumpster fire before Illuminate and Nepshalon uh, were, were part of the deck. So, yeah, I, I would, I, I'm with you. I'd like both decks changed. Um, the thing that always gets me, and I feel like we talk about this every single time, is like, you can be annoyed, frustrated, um, disappointed that they didn't make wild specific changes, but you should not be surprised. They told us that these were explicitly standard balance changes. If you were expecting wild specific cards to get nerfed with this patch, like you you weren't you weren't paying attention both to like recent history as well as to the words that it literally came out of their mouth. When they talk about um, you know, nerfing wild cards, they make a point to to separate that and you know make that announcement ahead of time like i'm looking at Aleko's tweet announcing the balance changes and like it explicitly says that we're doing standard balance changes and so like i don't it feels like we go through this every single time there's a patch even a battlegrounds patch can come through and people are like well why didn't they nerf why didn't they nerf uh quest mage like that literally happened when when they did the the battleground season adjustment, people are like, "Oh, sweet! They're going to be changing uh, quest mage and big priest in this patch." And I'm like, "Why would you? Why would you expect that?" Like, so I, I feel like a lot of times people's expectations get really out of whack uh, within, you know, the very engaged wild population. I guess I would say, but like, if you're that engaged, you would know that the, these weren't going to be wild specific changes. Like again, I, I'm disappointed. I would have liked both of those to to be nerfed, but like. Going in, I was just expecting largely a guff change, to be honest, which is effectively what we got, which I think is, you know, a good thing for the format. So, like, I'm just going to take that. I don't know. That's my stance on that. Yeah, I, I always tell people, like, in my Twitch chat, you should never expect changes and then just be happy when there are, right? Like, don't don't get your hopes up because the, the bar for wild standard... Or, the bar for wild changes is much, much higher than it is for standard changes, right? And it's very it always obvious. Yeah. Good. It, it always has been. Yeah. Like, I, I, I agree. And it's very obvious when that bar, I think, is being surpassed, right? Um, that being said, I'm in the same boat as all of you guys that are listening. I would be okay with a big priest nerf. I would love a quest mage nerf, right? Um, and things like uh. that. But... Uh, it's kind of it's funny though Vyot. no matter how many times you say that if you say like guys they weren't gonna nerf big priest people in the comments and stuff will be like i can't believe you're defending big priest no matter how many times you have to say the words i would change it i would do it if it's, i see uh, those comments in in the youtube comments i'm gonna just delete them <laughs> that's what i'm gonna start doing <laughs> yeah be clear, um, i i think we might be at that threshold for big priest i feel like it like maybe it's just my time in the diamond five to, to one band but like i feel like it's it, it it's close if or at least it was close during the the big rogue era as well. So I can understand why people thought maybe those would both happen simultaneously. Mm -hmm. But like I feel like we're toeing the line with each of these. So well, like I understand people's concern. It's just like the timing of it was very clearly not going to happen now. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's very much. This reminds me a lot of like the Barnes change, right? Where like the power level was like toeing the line, and the population was like toeing the line, and they were like kept being super hesitant on it. But I think eventually they're going to cave to kind of like public perception and outcry. And I think eventually we will get one. I, I think it is a matter of time until we get one. But I, I, I don't disagree with you that like Corp, Corp talked about and outlined all this. Like I understand why they could, right? Like it, it's it's getting close. And I just, 
they have a really high bar. And sometimes we've been better for their very high bar, I feel like. Uh, again, I'm not defending Big Priest. I'm not defending Questmage and, th- and things like that. <laughs> I just, I'm being clear with this. If I see comments, I will delete them. But, uh-huh. um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm sure Corb goes into this much, much more detailed um, in his videos. So, uh, not really. I, I didn't talk about it that much. I mean, I kind of just outlined the, the no, no, no. Thing, you, you gotta, know? you gotta drive people to your video, Corb. You're doing the content creation thing wrong. Come on. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got, you got the thumbnail down perfect, and now you're like not. Now driving you're driving. Come on. Video. You get, you gotta stick with it. Go all in. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I'm still learning. Um, <laughs> as for the, I, I did want to emphasize though that the, 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 like, the towing the line thing, um. It's just, like, the Big Priest is weaker than it was in the Big Rogue era. And so the fact that they just didn't do it. Like, I, I had... I thought there was, like, a 1% chance they would do it. Like, my expectations were just... It's not happening. Like, it's straight up not happening. Um, just because of everything. So, I don't know. Like, the Essence like, plays are so gross, man. Like, you win, like, 90% of the games if you illuminate into Essence. Like, literally 90%. And that's stupid. It's just, it just doesn't happen enough. And so, like, I don't know. Like, I get why people are pissed. I get it. It's just, you know, we know. We know. We know this wasn't going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. I kept telling right. people in my chat it was going to happen. I, like, I don't know why. The, ah, whatever. I don't know why people yeah. are disappointed. Or no, I know. That's, like, they, the, the, yeah. The, I, like, I, that, that was the point I was trying to make, too. I think that the, the problem, though, is that, like, that line has always been subjective, right? And so, like, sure. it, it's hard to tell when we've approached that line because, like, for... You know, for somebody playing at my rank band, yeah, yeah, that line has been crossed. Like we're well <laughs> past it. Like let's do something. So like, and and you know, a lot of a lot more people play at that rank band than at High Legends. So it's understandable that like a lot of people would be of that mindset. Um, so like, we don't know where the line is. We just have like a general idea based on previous decks, and like it, it's very blurry. So yeah, we don't know. That being said, I kind of related to this. Uh, we talked about, like, I mentioned earlier, but, like, how I wish they had added, like, a um, a snippet related to the, like, the Theatar thing in the actual, like, patch notes. What I think what they've done in Magic, uh, when they do bannings and things like that, is they give, like, an update on other formats. And it's like, these are the things we're keeping an eye on. We didn't touch anything this time around. But these are the things that are, like, we're aware of these things, right? And I would love, I would love, love, love if they could do that for wild in these patch notes. And I know, I don't know how much that's asking. I don't know all of the work that goes into like, to all of this. I know I, w- I was learning a little bit about like, about this from deck text replies to other people, but like, I know a lot of work has to go into these to, to standardize them and things like that. I would love to just have more dev comments on the wild format as like, okay, we know that big priest is something that you guys are wanting changed. Here's why we're not changing it. Here's the reason why sort of thing. Um, and just so that like we don't get people constantly, like, th- like there's not that constant outcry. Um, I feel like of like, oh, the devs don't care about wild. They don't know that big priest is a thing. Like, just give give us the comments. Like, how much work would uh, that be just to to give that kind of information? I mean, firstly, I I don't think it would actually like 
curb any outrage. <laughs> like, if they said, yeah, we're sure. not nerfing Big Priest because of this, 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 it would just be like, oh my god, the devs don't know because this, this, and that. Um, like, I don't know if that would actually help very much. And as for the work, like, yeah, they probably have to, like, they already do all these dev comments, right, on the, all these other cards, and then they have to get all approved and translated. I don't know, probably has to go through, like, 18 people before they actually get the dev comment on the page. Like, I, I don't know, like, yeah. How, how much work there is and so i kind of get it why aleko is able to you know kind of talk about it um you know on his personal twitter probably a little bit more freely mm -hmm. uh and like closer to the date as well um compared to you know getting everything through and approved beforehand yeah as someone who used to write and edit the release notes for a software company much smaller than blizzard it's not a matter of just like you write thing and then publish thing like especially when thing is released in so many different languages that are outside of your hands, you write thing, submit thing, make changes to thing, submit thing again, make changes to thing again, send it off for, um, you know, a translation in however many languages, like there's a lot of languages that have to be published in. And then you uh, submit it for like design to be formatted properly and everything. But like there's, there's steps to this. It's not just like deck tech, writing it out, posting it online when it's done, and, hey, we're good. Oof. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, contrary to popular belief, there are languages outside of the English language that uh, people engage with Hearthstone in, and uh, there are actually quite a lot of them. And so these things take time. Like, that's not even likely a Blizzard thing. You outsource that because you don't have somebody that speaks every single language, like, or, and English on your staff. That, like, uh, you know, and so th th there's effort. It, it, it takes time. Yeah. All right. Regardless, that being said, just my my personal bias, I would love to see it. Okay. And yeah, I, I mean, so the the trade off for that is something that the deck tech talked about. Like, um, it's either fewer changes or more time, like to publish. The, like, there's a reason the patch notes came the same day as the yeah. the patch because that's like a one week turnaround. You have two changes. You do you want the patch notes early? Okay, we can get the patch notes early, but then the patch is coming later. So then you have more information between, or you have more days between the patch and the patch notes. Or you could patch less often, and like then you're just getting fewer changes, which like people complained about that as well. Um, or like you just you hurry through the patch notes and hope and get them done and hope that you can you know release the the content on a similar schedule to or like at the time that the the patch notes are going. So like the yeah the. the Especially with the holiday, like, this week, it kind of threw things off a little bit in terms of uh, getting the content to people. Yeah. Ravel, just let me selfishly want another paragraph or two, okay? Stop stop with the logic, Honestly, okay? stop. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. Another paragraph or two isn't really going to take that much time in terms of, like, the... It, it would take time in approval because, like, yeah. things like the dev comments, I'm sure that they don't want to let slip too much information yeah. that would be damaging for them and then like translation time like it's just another paragraph to translate yeah all right regardless though that's our recap of the brand new patch again uh this we are recording this on saturday the patch came out on friday so these are our very early impressions um of the patch uh we haven't played with it too much so all of you guys that are jamming games over the weekend let us know down in the comments uh, your impressions about the changes, uh, whether you're really mad that they didn't uh, touch the Atar, that you're really mad they didn't touch Big Priest, <laughs> and you can tag Corbin those on his video, uh, because like I said, I'm gonna, if you if you flame me for backing Big Priest, I'm just, you're getting deleted, alright? Um, that being said, <laughs> hopefully the patch is uh, put in the wild in, in a decent spot. I, like we mentioned earlier, 
kind of the the nerf to guff is the big one to keep an eye on uh and the effects oh, that that oh, has meowth what meowth we got one more thing what brawlzeum brawlzeum oh, coming yes. out on wednesday oh we're gonna talk about that tuesday wednesday uh whatever time zones you guys 14th 14th of september uh <laughs> is when it's coming out that's right um wild brawlzeum this is the we talked about this three weeks ago uh, i believe um baby it's the big entry fee but it's kind of like you're you're wild open for the year this is the one competitive thing that we got for wild um <laughs> jam 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 some wild games uh or probably more likely what you should be doing is just watching wild streamers waste their money uh, on this and uh you know farming free wins on ladder while all the good players are playing the brawlizium that's what you probably should be doing uh but that being said i know i'm going to be posting some stuff about the brawlizium i know corby talked about it as well i know raffle's mm-hmm. probably going to be playing a ton of it on stream with uh and probably posting some uh, some YouTube highlights with decks that he plays uh, in the Brawlzium. So make sure you guys check out all of our YouTube channels for uh, for content related to that. Um, and I guess perfect segue to selling out Raffle and Core. Where can people watch you play in the Brawlzium and watch some of that content? Yeah, first of all, don't play the Brawlzium yourself unless you have a surplus of gold. Do not spend runestones or your real money on the Brawlzium. Uh, but if you want to watch me play it, I i've got a surplus of gold so like i'm happy to 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 drop a a thousand gold or whatever it is and i've had uh historically good results but uh you can find me on twitch and youtube at raffle and if i manage to have some successful runs you might see me post the deck lists on uh, twitter at raffle hs and you can always find me at corbett on twitch and corbett games on twitter and youtube um, I'm looking forward to getting Owen Threed Illuminate into Essence three times in a row after everything that I've said so far. So if you want to check that out, uh, you know, come do so. And then immediately post a new YouTube video about this is why they should nerf Big Priest. And then, yes. boom, e- easy content. Boom. The content just farms itself. It's uh, it's incredible. <laughs> content machine. Uh, you guys can find me at Get Me Up on all those <laughs> platforms as well. Uh, appreciate all of you guys listening all the way to the end. You guys are the real ones. Appreciate y'all. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys again next week. Later.